Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and of course, I'm joined by Jesse. Good morning. Good morning and good day to you because we have some people listening in Australia and Singapore and all these places that it's more evening over there. Uh, well, and but, I think I saw Tasmania today. Did yeah, Tasmania. Tasmania, there we go, yeah. That's right. Speaking of which, hey, write down where you're from. I, I, I usually ask at the end and I don't get to see them, <laughs> but... Right now, uh, because we're not reading and stuff like that, write down where you're from, where you're watching from. We're just curious and we love to hear from it. Um, but Jesse, there's something I wanted to discuss before we get into it. Oh, but you know what? We haven't prayed yet because we went on air. We decided to pray on air. So let That's me right. open us in prayer. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for this privilege of getting together with this community. I thank you for the privilege of reading your word, Father. I thank you for the privilege that you've given us the word. You've given us an instruction manual. You've told us about the past. You've told us about the future. You told us about our current state. There is nothing that you left out of your word, Father God. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us the revelation to read the word because without the Holy Spirit, we would be lost. We would not be able to uh, understand this, but it's by the supernatural nature of the Holy Spirit that the Word comes alive in us. So, Father, I thank you for each and every person that you've brought to uh, join Jesse and I this morning for the reading of your Word and the and what we're going to discuss about your Word. Father, we pray that you bring even more people. We pray you bring the right people. Most importantly, Father, that you bring the right people here to hear your Word and that uh, your word may have impact across all the nations of this world. We pray for the health of uh, everyone in our audience, including Jesse and I as well. And there's a special prayer request for someone uh, named Mario, uh, who is really starting to have some uh, things happening and some dementia and that. So I just want to lift up Mario in particular this morning to you, Father God. We ask that you bless your word going forward. If Jesse and I, Jesse or I say anything that is not from you or does not glorify you, Father, I pray it falls off of the ears and that you'll offer us immediate correction. In this we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm raring to go today, Jesse. <laughs> That's great. Me too. This I've, is a I've been, good one. I've been up for like seven hours waiting to do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so last night we uh, we debuted a show. Uh, the first time we did what we called Saturday Night Sermons, and Pastor Joe Sackett uh, did the very first sermon uh, for us. And just in, in the uh, in the chat, how, how did you? First of all, did you watch it? Uh, yes or no, and I want to see the nose too because I, I know not everyone got a chance to see it. And did you enjoy it, Jesse? I'm going to ask your opinion, then I'm going to tell you mine. Yeah, I did watch it. I watched the whole thing, and I definitely enjoyed it. We've we've had Joe on before, or I've had some conversations with him as well. So I always enjoy when he shares scripture, and um, it, you know, it was very impactful. So. You know, I think for a debut, um, 
of a program. The scriptures he picked, his delivery was spot on. And, you know, what was funny about the, uh, the Jeremiah 11 that he picked, that is the most searched out scripture in the last year, digitally, uh-huh. by far. So huh. a great majority of the world is going through things, obviously, and right. looking for answers and looking for that promise of God. And I thought what was so good about it is Joe uh, bringing in his personal side and and really, really, uh, I think he touched a lot of lives last night. He touched mine. Yeah. I'll tell you that. That's That's the truth. So... Yeah, I think the most powerful thing is when people share their testimonies and, you know, each of us has a story of things that we've been through. And when you share that and then, you know, bring in your experience of God, that's what really touches hearts and makes a difference. So thank you, Joe, again, for doing that. And I know I was certainly touched by that as well. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of comments. We we loved it. And this one from Catherine, we need more sermons and less mainstream media drama. Amen. Amen. And uh, here's another one. Yes, I watched Good Concept as the whole body of different members is only, is one in unity with Christ. Amen to that as well. Let me see here. Oh, well, we're getting exceptionally good feedback on it. So I'm going to little note for you. Guess what? As soon as that program ended, I wrote Joe a note and I said, get me one for next week. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, let the cat out of the bag there. Um, and I just thought it was a, it was a great thing. I had some conversations with him. I thought, man, you know what? This guy, this man's got something in him. And uh, we wanted to put it out there. So, Joe, welcome to the Right On Radio family. And uh, by the way, when you when you get close to Jesse and I, welcome to the Trust Jesus Club. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> uh, everyone who seems to get close to us seems to get hit, Jesse. You know. But you've been warned, Joe. But we're sure you can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Joe Joe's seasoned at it, I think, and uh, he's he's been used to taking this. So, listen, I I really really thought it was great, and uh, and it's on my heart to get more of our listeners uh, and stuff, but more audience involvement in the show. Um, yeah. You know, it's not it's not about uh, being a media personality or anything like that. But like, listen, uh, Jesse has such a fantastic story. Uh, it's a story of God's redemption, ultimately, uh, the, you know, the ultimate redemption and her story uh, brings so much evidence and uh, and has opened our eyes to so much. But I want you to know that her story is not more important than your story. There, There is none more important than the other. Uh, so don't be intimidated by that, right? You know, uh, God has done some things in your life, and and that one little thing that God may have done in your life might, you know, there might be 10,000, 20,000 people that would see the little thing that God brought you through and have hope, and, and maybe even beyond that, Jesse. Well, let me add to that, you know, um, King David is very famous in scripture, but there was a point in his life where, you know, 
but let's just say he he had this glorious career. You know, he was taking out Philistines 10, 20,000 at a time when he marched out with an army. And, you know, that was for King Saul. And then all of a sudden he loses everything and he finds himself in caves having to hide. And what's interesting is, you know, the majority of those individuals that had served with him did not go with him. But what happened in that time was that, you know, and I love the the word scripture uses, it, it kind of implies that they're ruffians or, you know, these were like the least of the desirables that came to him in those caves. And uh, those men, you know, it, it gives their names, it talks about their character, you know, and they, these ruffians, they became his 30 mighty men and they were thieves. They were, you know, like I said, I mean, really looked down in society yet, you know, that, so in our today's standards, they would be nobodies. You know, nobody wanted them. Nobody wanted them around. People were hesitant. People definitely did not want to build relationships with them. Yet these men became his 30 commanders in his army and, you know, led 30 to 3,000 individuals each, you know, and taught them how to war. And, you know, these men were... The, you know, he thought that the epitome of his career against the Philistines was probably it. But these men were the ones who went with him into his kingship, you know. And uh, yeah. so that's Great what reminder. each of us are, you know. Don't ever think that your voice is nothing. You know, the Lord plans to make you into a king to rule pieces of his kingdom. And so let your story be heard, you know, and the Lord's going to bring alongside of you those that you're meant to march with. Amen. Amen. That, that, that's such a great encouragement, Jesse. Hey, you know what? I was inspired because I was up so early this morning. I was excited to do the show, of course. I Listen, with all the stuff that we covered during the week, when we get to Sunday, it's like, this is like the, the best day. You know, I have such joy in going through this stuff and uh, and seeing the Word of God. And, and today... Um, Okay, so today we're talking about the wrath of God. And so that that's should be a terrible thing, but I'm taking joy in it. And I think you're going to be inspired by it too. Listen, this is when we get to see the mightiness of our God. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, is a, <clears throat> this is a good thing. And because I had some extra time today, I'm going to lay out what I believe to be true as the entire timelines for the tribulation. Wow. That'll be good, Jeff. Let's I'm looking forward to that. Now I, I did it in a, when we did revelation 10, but I'm going to go a little bit further today. And, and, you know, listen, this is my interpretation this is the way I read the scriptures. It doesn't mean I'm right, but of course, Who's right? Who's right? He's right. <laughs> pointing up. I'm pointing up for those on Podbean. <laughs> All right. It, listen, I, I really think that God didn't leave a lot of mystery in this. And when we studied Daniel's uh, 70th week, uh, when we look at Revelation, Revelation being written in consecutive order, uh, chapters 1 through 11, 
And then again, uh, 12 through 22, it's consecutive order. Uh, again, the first half of the book of Revelation, if you look, if you split it into those two groups, is more of the earthly point of view. And then, in my opinion, uh, the you get to see a little bit more of what's going on in heaven and and in uh, in God's domains, you might say, and in the heavenlies. So, one of the things uh, that I th- and this is maybe where. If I have a bit of confusion, it lays, okay? It's the interpretation of the the words, the tribulation, and then the wrath of God. Now, I believe, as most people do, Jesse, and you can tell me where you disagree, by the way, along the way here. Uh, This, you know, this isn't a pompous stance. I just want to clear up for the audience, uh, what I really think uh, I've gotten out of the scriptures. So the tribulation, seven years. Right. Yeah, I would agree shaking your head doesn't yeah. go through on, uh, on Podbean. So. <laughs> I, I got that. I answered. Yeah, I would agree. Tribulation is a seven-year period. Okay. So the first three and a half years... I believe is the part that we go through. Now, I know that's uh, some people are going to disagree with that and that's okay. We can disagree. This is just a discussion point. Okay. But I think I can prove it here because if we, if we, if almost all of us, if we can all agree that there's seven years, then I think I can prove the point that we go through the first three and a half years plus a few days. I believe you can prove that point too, Jeff. All right. So let's recap what the tribulation is. So first of all, we have the seals and we're going back to Revelation 6 and I'm not going to read all of the seals or anything like that. But the first one uh, was the conqueror on the white horse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Being sent out. And then we have the second seal, which is war. Then we have the third seal, which is famine. This is all taking place over three and a half years, roundabout, okay? Uh, plus or minus some days, depending on the calendar. But then we, so we have the famine. Then we have the fourth seal of death. Then we have the fifth seal of martyrs. So this is when the world's coming after the Christians and stuff like that. And then the sixth seal is terror okay so this is this is not a pleasant time but these are being over the course of the three and a half years these are being unsealed one at a time they don't all happen at once they kind of compound on each other okay Mm -hmm. then before the opening of the seventh seal we have the mark of the beast being revealed and it's yeah. at that time in the mark of the beast, if my calculation is correct, and I won't take a t- too much time going through the math, but I believe it's probably somewhere to 30 to 60 days uh, after the mark of the beast is put on the earth. Uh, in fact, I'm <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would bet 40 days, but just because Jesus said we can go 40 days without food. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's, you know, that's just my conjecture. And then we have the, uh, the rapture. 
before the seventh seal. Why do I say that? Because the seventh seal is when the trumpets come out. And when the trumpets come out, that is the wrath of God. And there's no way that God is leaving his children to be under his wrath. Well, and you also have the verse that says, you know, that um, that in the twinkling of an eye, and isn't it, it goes further, that at the sound of the trumpet, we shall rise. That's right. So, you know, the uh, the moon goes red, the sky goes dark, and uh, be here comes the Son of Man, right? And uh, it's it's and if those days weren't shortened, even the elect would fail because let's face it, going without food and stuff like that could be uh, pretty trying. Not to mention yeah. being hunted down and all those uh, wonderful things. Because if you get hunted for the sake of the Lord, you get a promotion in heaven. Right. <laughs> like my interpretation. <laughs> you put it so eloquently, but I, you know that's true. You know, we got to remember that we have an enemy that utterly wants to destroy. So he does plan to hunt down and kill every single Christian, and he will give rewards for that. You know, it it even happened, you know, during World War II and in Russia, Ukraine, Romania, you know, China, even still to this day. Christians are reporting that being hunted. And um, so, you know, I think that falls in line with exactly what we're seeing. And we also see this progression in revelations that, you know, as the, the point of the tribulation is these steps, the whole way the Lord wants people to repent. And he throws in little verses like, you know, from now on, blessed are those who, you know, are dead in the, are dead because, you know, they won't, won't suffer the further things to come. So, you know, each step, there's this point, this moment where people have a chance to repent. And as they repent, I believe the Lord takes them and, you know, through whatever means of death, but um, he allows them to die at that point. And at the end, what do we see? You know, only those who have absolutely refused to turn away and repent. That's right. And so and you got to remember when with the unlo uh, the opening of those seals, that's eventually what brings the consolidation of power to the Antichrist, right? It, it's the chaos right. in the world and things like that that are happening. And, you know, that makes way for someone to rise. Right. Yep. The AC will rise during that time. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, during that time and then and then when the mark comes out we have a little bit of time and uh we get taken up and then lord drops down his wrath and here's why we celebrate first of all we're with him <laughs> okay yeah. so that that's a glorious thing all things are revealed to you you're with him you've got your body you understand things you're connected you're there but then he pours out his wrath and you don't want to see anyone suffering but think of this while you were being hunted, your neighbors were cheering. That's right. That You know, that's one of the four things that the Lord says his wrath comes because of four things. And it's, you know, unbelief, unrepentance, wickedness, and applauding the wicked. That's right. Well, having said that, let's get into 
the bowls of wrath. And yes, uh, some other, I'm reading from the new American standard today. Uh, you know, it's, it's vials in the, uh, in the new King James, but essentially listen, they're bowls, they're vials, they're being poured out. <laughs> Excuse me. So I will start reading revelation chapter 16, the bowls of wrath. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and a harmful and painful sore afflicted the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. The second angel pulled out his bowl into the sea, and it became like blood that the sea of a dead man. And every little living thing in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters saying, Righteous are you, the one who is and who was, O holy one, because you judged these things. For they poured out the blood of the saints and the prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. They deserve it. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his bowl upon the sun, and it was given power to scorch people with fire, and the people were scorched with fierce heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over these plagues, and they did not repent so as to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became darkened, and they gnawed their tongues because of pain, and they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pain and their sores, and they did not repent of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demon spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl in the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. Then there came flashes of light, rumblings, peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on the earth. So tremendous was the, quake, was the quake, the great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. 
Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. And the sky huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. <laughs> yeah, our God is a mighty God. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. So here we have the bulls of wrath. But if we go back to chapter eight, we have the trumpets. So here's the amazing thing. The trumpets and the bowls are happening consecutively. So it's like the trumpet blows, wrath. Then the bowl goes, wrath. And they go together. They yeah. totally go together. The first trumpet, the first bowl. Second trumpet, second bowl. Third trumpet, third bowl. Fourth trumpet, fourth bowl. And so on and so forth. So... This is not a time that you want to be alive. Let me just say that. <laughs> well, and it says that in here. <laughs> you know, they want death, but they can't find it. So let's get into it and see exactly what is going on. So actually, let me uh, let me start out with uh, the trumpet. The first sounded and there was hail and fire mixed with blood and it was hurled to the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and the trees were burned up and the green grass was burned up. Okay. So it was thrown at the earth, at the land. Hmm. Now, when we go into the bowls of wrath, we, we heard a loud voice from the temple saying the seven angels go and pour out the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth. Same thing. And a yeah. harmful and painful sore afflicted the people who had the mark of the beast. So on one side, we're burning up a third of the earth. And then everyone who has the mark is just being filled, covered with boils and, you know, terrible yeah. sores on their body. Yeah, absolutely. You're right with all of that, that all these things are happening simultaneously. And, you know, think about that there. You know, how would you treat sores, you know, if you're going through this? Um, the Lord's literally, utterly destroying everything that would be used um, as a means for comfort or for treating. You know, you're not going to have anything that you can do to comfort yourself. You are just stuck having to endure the pain and uh, the discomfort you know, and dealing with these sores, knowing that this is the consequence. Absolutely. So let me, uh, what, what we should do, Jesse, is I'll read the trumpets and then you read the, uh, the, the bowls or the vials. Okay. So the second angel sounded something like a great mountain burning with fire was hurled into the sea so a great mountain burning with fire was hurled into the sea, <laughs> you know, maybe a volcano or something. And a third of the sea became blood and a third of the creatures which were in the sea had no, had life died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. Yeah. And the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it turned into blood like that of a dead person. 
and every living thing in the sea died. So he's burning up a third of the earth. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, taking out uh, the, the fish and the seas and stuff like that. Um, consecutive. So think about it. And, and don't forget, you're already covered in sores. And all this stuff is happening and, you know, the, the, the heat and the bad air and everything else. So then the third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of the waters, the star named Wormwood and a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many people died from the waters because they were made bitter. And the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in your judgments, O holy one, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. Now that's kind of interesting judgment, thinking about what we know about these Luciferian people, that they drink blood, but usually it's living from the living, you know, or as people are, as they're taking their lives. But, you know, blood in the rivers, like if you had a mass amount of that, it becomes putrid, it, it stinks, it's, you know, vile and corrupted. And, and to know that there's no more living water, which our bodies need to sustain it, and, um, you know, we could even get into the deeper meaning of all that, that, you know, the life is in the blood and yet that life is taken out of the blood and all there is, is death in the blood. Yeah. And that's all that they've got to drink is, de is death. You know, um, there's no more life in the blood for them to drink. So, so think, so just to recap, so first of all, you know, uh, you know, fire and stuff comes down from the sky and a third of the earth, earth is burned up and there's shaking and all this stuff. And then everyone who had the mark gets these sores. And then, you know, he takes out a third of the uh, water supply with the, uh, with the mountain. Then he's, then he takes out the rest of the water supply. <laughs> you know, it's like, it just, it's just piling on and piling on and piling on. It, it's just, just enough to, you know, <laughs> This gets it so bad. Oh my goodness. Well, and you know, when you see that too, it's like, you know, <laughs> if you think about how the water systems work, um, all of the, you know, the land where the drinking water comes from, the springs, that's all going to be coming in from those oceans and underground, you know, but this is implying that everywhere, every, every drop of water, you know, is just this death boiling up from the earth and... that's it the only liquid you got <laughs> is blood and uh and you know so again it's it's a third of the earth was burned up then a third of the uh the the ocean was burned up then a hundred percent of the ocean then a third of the rivers then a hundred percent of the rivers yeah you know ugh. all right then the fourth angel sounded and a third of the of the sun and a third of the moon and a third of the stars were struck so the third of them would be darkened and the day would not shine for a third of it and the night in the same way. And the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. 
They were seared by the intense heat and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. So again, it's now, now he's going to the sun. And now think about this again. So we've got, you've got all these sores, you've got no water to drink. Now the sun is scorching hot. Can you admit, like, if you've had open sores or blisters or something like that, or, you know, or a bad sunburn before, and then you go back out in the sun, you know how painful that is? I think he's going to ramp up the heat quite a bit here. Yeah. Well, it, it says allowed by f- to scorch by fire, you know, so and, and, you're going to, it's going to feel like you're in a fire. And and don't think that uh, that you have electricity at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably like, not. <laughs> you know, your your air conditioning is not going to bail you out in this. Right. Uh, not you, but the, uh, the those who are enduring the plagues. That's right. That's right. Uh, and and we're going to make sure that no one in this audience is going to go through this at the end. I'm just letting you know, get your heart prepared. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, we're going to make a call out later on. Um, then the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star from heaven, which had fallen to earth and the key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened the shaft of the abyss and the smoke ascended out of the great shaft, like smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened from the smoke of the shaft. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and power was given to them. As the scorpions of the earth have power, they were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor the green thing, nor any tree, but only the people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but torment for five months and their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it skins a person. And in those days, we'll seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, for death will flee from them. The appearance of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads appeared to be crowns of gold, and their faces were like human faces. They had hair like the hair of a woman, and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates like breath, breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots of many horses rushing to battle. They have tails like scorpions that stings, and their tails had powers to hurt the people for five months. Uh, they have, as a king over them, the angel of the abyss, and his name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and uh, gets into a pallium. Okay. So the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains of their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. And then I'll go on to the sixth angel. Uh, the no, no, no. I, I want to stop there. Okay. Uh, because, so think about this. Now you have very little daylight on, so the, mm-hmm. the you know, a 30 years darkness, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 well, it goes, it takes away a third and then it goes into total darkness. So now you've got these scorpions that have come out of hell, essentially, and it's dark. Now, it, like, if if you're uh, like, a, you know, everyone's been tormented by bugs, like a horse fly or something like that. How much worse would that be in the dark? Now think of something that you can't kill and it has a bite like a scorpion and they're coming at you and you're in pitch darkness. And you already got the sores, you got no water. <laughs> and and, and all it picture? does is cause more agony and uh, 
Yeah, intense. Very intense. So let me do the uh, the sixth one here. Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying the sixth angel who had the trumpets released the four angels who were bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day, the month, and the year were released so they would kill a third of mankind. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them to the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go out naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. This is just the beginning. Wow. 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 So now it's it's you know we're we're getting right at the end but you know the enemy is mounting up essentially it's going to be mounting up for the the final battle which is armageddon right right the the last stand and and, and to think that in spite of all this agony and pain i mean think about this they've been afflicted they've been you know crushed yet they have one agenda on their mind. Nothing is going to stop them. No matter how bad it is, they're going to gather on that field. And, and you know, it's against God. That's right. It's And so that's how defiled they are at this point. And so, they're, you know, during the tribulation, uh, there's really going to be a turning of hearts. And... You, listen, how that plays out, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> just an observation, you know, people who have been, uh, you know, taking this magic potion, I'm starting to notice personalities changing. I don't know if anyone else is noticing that. I think I've heard a few people make that same comment. So uh, and I think, I don't Jeff, know. you know, what we're going to be talking about this week coming up, I'm not going to say it, but you and I have been talking about something from the other night. And, and that turning, that uh, chemistry thing that was done, that plays a huge part in this. So you feel released to do that show on Tuesday? Yeah, definitely. Whoa. So. Whoa. So just to, and listen, we're not giving out, uh, well, <laughs> I'll just say that, uh, Actually, Jesse, you, you had a kind of a dream and put a lot of things into picture. And then you contacted me Saturday morning and we started digging on something. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just a dream. It was um, the Lord, you know, brought back I, the memory. I have, yeah, I have. I mean, there's so many memories that, you know, a lot of them, um, there's some that, you know, I just say are buried with Jesus or um, that are under the surface and it's, you know, I'll see things and it, it literally has to be the Lord who brings it forward. And so, 
you know, that's what happened the other night was the Lord said, you've been asking, because I knew it meant something. There were, you know, as all of us were talking, we'll just say the, about the concert. Yeah. I kept seeking the Lord and I said, Lord, I know this. I know it. I know there's more to it. And I want to prepare people. I want to bring that forward. I want to lay vulnerable the things in my childhood that come out of this. And so will you, you know, bring it up? And all of a sudden the Lord just boom, 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 showed me exactly where it was, what it was, how to explain it. So um, that's what we're going to bring forward. And, you know, again, we're, we're dealing with, you know, Luciferians who are using magic. And um, so that's what we'll talk about. So if you thought the uh, last couple shows we did on this was scary, it goes to a new level, Jesse. It does. Yeah. It It's very interesting how, you know, scriptures like that too, but you've got, you know, a surface level to everything. Like when I talk about, and I'll make this brief, but when I talk about decoding, you know, you, you've got so many levels, you know, I've been able to identify at least 40 levels of this communications that people do um, in the system. And, you know, you think about basic, simple gematria, and then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper as you go. And so it's very similar to that. And so we're going to pretty much be going up to the very top with this um, and it does get very dark. Very dark indeed. Much like the seventh bowl of wrath, Jesse. <laughs> Great segue <laughs> back, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's amazing that I never became a pro at this. I'm really good at the segues. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Jeff? You are a pro at this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm better than I was a year ago, Jesse. <laughs> And uh, All right. the Lord so will back keep to the seventh mind. bowl, the seventh trumpet. You've got the trumpets there. All right. So, uh, so essentially, it's it's important to notice that you know this was still the world is still under demonic control. It's under Satan's control. It's still his kingdom until this happens, and then the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God. And then, so I'm just going to skip down. Uh, And his temple were there, the flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm came on the earth. Okay, that's the trumpet. Now let's get to the bowl. And the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. No earthquake yet like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed. 
God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. And the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible. So there's not even mountains left. Do you understand the devastation that's happening here? There's nowhere to hide, nowhere to run, nowhere so, to seek refuge. Well, you know what? It's funny, Jesse, that you mentioned that because one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, the, the, uh, Satan's known about this since the Bible's been around. Satan's known that the, he's he's read the scriptures. I think, and I'm just wondering, is that part of the reason why he started this underground world? Does he think he can escape tribulation by hiding in a tunnel? He did. I mean, it was more than tunnels. You know, he he built cities, um, kingdoms under there. And, you know, we have right now an administration, we'll just say a military that's been going through and as they were going through, they've been, you know, blowing up those areas underground so that they are no longer accessible. Um, you know, that's got its perks and bonus, bonuses, but also its downfalls. You know, the perks are that it can't be used by evil anymore. You know, the downfall is that us Christians, when we're hunted, we can't use that either. So you know, so it's funny because we're seeing those dumbs being taken out, you know, as we speak over the last few years, and we've seen yeah. the evidence of it. it. There's, It's beyond question that it's been happening. Um, I don't know about the underground cities and stuff like that, but I, I would just, uh, I would just say that, you know, you can't build a bunker that's going to hide from God's wrath. No. Uh, and you know what popped into my mind is I thought, okay, well, people are clever and they've been known this is coming. So let's say they have, you know, the water supply, their own water supply, and they have this and that. And so they think they can't be touched. It's nuclear proof. So the hailstones, who cares, right? But then I remembered the very first miracle Jesus did. He turned water into wine. So yeah. they don't have to be getting their water supply from a stream or from the ocean. He can turn their supply, even if they're manufacturing it from hydrogen, he'll turn it blood anyways. They can't hide. Right. Mm. And by the way, and, and, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add to with the water too, you know, to make sure that there's no life that's even down there. Um, all those tunnels have been being flooded as well. So, um, you know, we've been seeing signs of that in the news, like in Germany, where they had the flood and all the infants that were there that came up. Um, but that's what's happening. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest show on earth. Um, unfortunately, we're going to go through the seals, you know, um, but God will always provide for us and he will always be enough. And let's face it. We've lived in a blessed generation. Uh, think of all the generations before us and the hardships, uh, you know, the wars, 
you know, even, you know, just our grandparents, uh, you know, gone through World War II and then their fathers were in World War One, And before that, you know, it was uh, living was hard. And there was all these times of persecution and plagues and, you know, the dark ages. And, you know, there, there's been so many times in history and quite honestly, our generation has had it really, really pretty easy. Listen, we've even had indoor plumbing, you know? Um, so if you live in a cold climate, you're not going outside, if you know what I mean, in the middle of the night in a snowstorm, right? You know? Right. Um, we have been blessed, and God will not give us anything that we cannot handle. And Amen. in fact, you know, when, when we hear the testimony of so many survivors, uh, most of them all claim the same thing. Like when, uh, the SRA survivors, Jesse, when they were put through horrific things, it, it, it's like yeah. God pulled them out of their body and then he put them back in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were spared right. from a lot of those things because otherwise they could not have lived. And so the Lord is not going to spare, you know, there will be no, I I believe that there will be no comfort. Um, No, but, but for us, I'm just saying his, his provision will be there for us when we go through the famines, when we go through the, uh, the different things and the seals being unlocked in that, Mm -hmm. uh, in the first part of the tribulation, I I'm just saying it, it will be tough, but God will be our provision. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, you know what? That that's that's all I had for today, Desi. Oh, except for you said at the end we were going to give an opportunity for um, those who have not made a decision yet um, for the Lord. So, why don't you lead into that, quick, Jeff? Well, I was going to ask you to do that, Jesse, but uh, but I will give the intro before we get into that. Uh, listen, uh, there's more than one person in our audience that's feeling a tugging on your heart, and and if this didn't scare you into salvation, I don't know what else. The like, there, there's you know, and and God is gentle. Uh, it's you want to be with God because it'll be the best day of your life, and your life will get better. Um, as you lose your old life and come into your new life with God, it'll get much better. And, and you'll, you have the, this, our secret weapon is the Holy spirit that lives within us and to have the living God who created the heavens and the earth come and actually live with you, live in you. It is a miraculous thing. It doesn't, you don't give over your free will. He's, he still allows you. God is a gentle person. He's allows you to make your own decisions. But as you get closer and closer to, with our Savior, you'll just make better decisions in your life. So I implore you to say this prayer with Jesse. And after you do, if it was you, uh, send an email to writeonjeff at gmail.com and just put in the subject, that was me just so I can pray over it when we see it. And, you know, we'll just pray over your name and, and put it in the comment as well. Be bold. Uh, God died on the cross for you. Don't be ashamed of him or he'll be ashamed of you. Put something in the comment and uh, and then send me an email so we can uh, keep record of it and pray over 
uh, you as well. So Jesse, if you would lead the prayer of salvation. Yes. Lord, we just come before you and you know each heart and your word says that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Your word says that we have died with Christ. As we confess those sins, we, and we acknowledge that your blood was shed on our behalf, that you died to cleanse us and to take away the sins of the world. And it, it wasn't just a, that you just take it away, like somebody taking a present out of somebody's hands. That word means you literally violently, you took it by force and you did that on your work at the, on the cross. You died and you endured that pain. You endured that suffering that was meant for us. You even endured the wrath of God that was meant for us when the father turned his face away from you and he allowed you to experience the full extent of that death and that separation from him. And because of that, we enter into that death with you. And we just ask that you would forgive us, that you would cleanse us. And we ask that you would be our Lord and our God. And we believe that you will raise us to new life in you and that you have made us you have purchased us by that blood mm -hmm. to be a kingdom of priests that we oh, may now serve you. So we thank you and we pray for these things in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If that was you, send an email to writeonjeff at gmail.com. Put something in the comments. And by the way, please make sure to hit the uh, the thumbs up and, and like the video. Uh, it's funny whenever we do scripture, there's always a couple thumbs down. So, you know, there's a couple creepers who hate God, uh, in the audience, but we pray for you too. If you're one of those thumbs down people, in fact, I pray for you particularly right now that God will find you and perhaps maybe one of those thumbs down people who has been giving us the thumbs down on the word up to the revelation Sundays was that person who said the prayer today. I pray that that is the case. Um, so listen, just a, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we're, we've been broadcasting these live on Facebook now, and we're actually starting to get quite a bit of traction on Facebook, uh, with it. Uh, when you comment on the videos on Facebook, if for some reason, my, my accounts are not connecting and it's, <laughs> there's a glitch somehow getting to, for me to return, uh, your messages. Uh, so I just want you to know that, uh, I, it takes me some time to, there's a little trick that I get around, but I can't do it on my mobile phone. I have to be at my computer and stuff. So uh, if you do comment or ask me a question on Facebook, it will take just a little bit of time for me to get back to you, but I do try to get back to everyone. Uh, and the same with the Gmail, uh, because I get so many notes. I literally have to put to get put aside two to four hours in a week to, uh, to go through the mail. So I, I, I can't do it every day, but I do go through the mail and I do try to respond to each one. Please, please, please don't write huge books for me. Um, it's just, it's just too much. Um, and <laughs> this is a big one because on every single platform, because Jesse, you don't make your, your email public. And so I get at least a hundred people a week saying, can you pass a message on to Jesse? 
I don't. I am not Jesse's secretary. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want that job, Jeff? <laughs> you can reach out to her on Twitter. You can do whatever on the platform she is. And she is actually on um, Telegram as well. Not as often because she's been uh, having some technical difficulties on there. Uh, it's it's funny they just like only permit you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you know, oddly, I I can't say much. I guess I can't complain. At least I'm on a platform. <laughs> That's right. Um, so. so listen, uh, we 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 really do love you in the audience. You have no idea how much you mean to us, and uh, and particularly on Telegram. Speaking of social media, the. Uh, the times that we've been having together in the chats and stuff like that really have meant a lot to me. And, uh, and I know they mean a lot to you as well because it, you're getting to know everyone else in the community and, you know, in real life, uh, live right in the real world and in the real world, most of us don't have a lot of people that we can talk to about this stuff. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to find a community that is so like-minded and, uh, and listen, we'll have a couple of disagreements on things here and there, um, and that's okay. It's just a it'd be healthy debate is fine. But uh, if you haven't joined our Telegram channels, they're in the description box. We have a main channel, which is curated news. We have a digs channel, which is kind of like the Wild West. Everyone throws all kinds of uh, intel in there, and most of it has to do with stuff around the show. And then we just have a chat channel. We keep chat to chat. Uh, we keep digs to digs, and then... Uh, myself and a small team of people will move things from the Diggs channel and from other channels into our main channel, which is curated news. And Jesse and I did a show on the main channel, well, I guess about two weeks ago now, but we're going to do them again. And you don't know necessarily when we're going to do it. So you better join so you get the notifications. Absolutely. We've actually, we've actually been getting a fun. lot of people asking for those again. Yeah, those, those have been a really good time. I think I've enjoyed those as well. So, And we don't have to speak in code as much, although we're so well practiced at it now, it's almost unavoidable. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard <laughs> to break that. Uh, but yeah. no, great show. And again, you know, I just want to encourage, if you said the prayer with us today, you know, let us know. And, um, you know, I, I felt led to address one more thing with that. Um, you know, there's some individuals who disagree with um, what we call like an altar call or giving a, you know, option to say a salvation prayer um, with others. They're going to have their the main justification. Well, their main justification for that is, you know, how can we assure anybody of salvation? So I think that's easily answered, you know, that um, the Lord himself is the one who assures us. And I, I look at, Romans 10, or I'm sorry, Romans 6, where, you know, in there it says we've died with Christ and been raised to new life with him. And his word says that if we repent, that, you know, if we believe that he's died on the cross for our sins, that, you know, we've died with him. And, you know, if we're baptized, we're baptized into that. And we are raised to new life. And it's based on his works, not ours. It's not something that we have to continually do or be afraid of. You know, we need to stand firm in that assurance and know that if we've given our life to him, that we are his and no man can take us out of his hand. Um, 
And so I just kind of wanted to put that assurance out there today that for anybody who may be struggling uh, to feel that assurance, you know, maybe just bring that before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you, your Holy Spirit, to assure my heart that I'm yours. And he certainly will. Amen. So. You know what? I'm glad you said that as well. And and listen, I'll let you, well, it's not such a great secret, but uh, when when you do send that email or put it and put it in the chat and stuff like that, the, the prayer that we say, quite honestly, is we pray that God sends you people in the flesh to surround you and to walk with you. Look, we have no illusions. This is a, you know, an online show sort of thing. We're not in our togetherness, not like in a, in a building or anything like that, where, you know, we can put our arms around you and give you a big hug and welcome you in. We understand there's limitations to what we have here. Uh, but, you know, as you come into our chats and things like that, you're going to be surrounded with people that way. And we pray that in the physical world as well, God dispatches as well. And and by the way, he doesn't need our prayers to do that. He he cares about you enough to do it on on your own. But we do pray for that to happen uh, yeah. with you. And and we can't earn it. You know, no matter what we do, we cannot earn it. It's a free gift that we have to receive. And with that, you know, what it comes down to is: Do you believe? Do you believe that if the Lord says He will save you if you call upon Him and you repent and turn away from your sins? Do you believe that? And if you believe it, live it out, walk it out every day. Know that it's solely based on him. Nothing you can do. Amen. There's nothing you can do other than to make that free will choice. And That's again, right. I I hope that, uh, that it was the thumbs down guy or girl. <laughs> hey, uh, final thoughts, Jesse? What a great day to praise the Lord, Jeff. Every day is a great day to praise the Lord. He is worthy. Um, but listen, the other way is just got to put it out there. If you have not gone to mylibertystand.com, go there, read the page, let someone, one of your fellow listeners reach out to you and just love on you and give you a, a, you know, about a half an hour tour. Uh, but you can stop supporting the enemy's system, the enemy's corporations, and stop poisoning your family with the vile stuff that they're giving. So go to mylibertystand.com. Jesse, I love seeing the power of God. And although these chapters are you know, not necessarily pleasant to read, we're going to be up there cheering with them. That's right. We certainly will be. All right. So thank you for being with us this wonderful day. May God bless each and every one of you. And remember, as he does bless you, love him for it. Love your family too. Maybe get to know your neighbor a bit better and love on them. And make a difference in your community by going to mylibertystand.com.